0: If there is one thing that I know for sure about myself and my life and and this journey through life, I feel like my soul is here to work through a uh, relationship with money. Anyone else feel me? The reason why I know that is because it's been such a wild ride, you know? been so interesting learning about money and how to manage money and how to attract money and call money in and not have to hustle for money but align with the frequency of money because money is an energy and um, then learn how to grow it and create wealth instead of getting it and spending it and getting it and spending it. So what I've been doing in my own journey is to just keep learning as much as I can learn about money and wealth and investment and ways to grow money and see money multiply and I really love to surround myself with people who know more than I do, you know, because then that way their knowledge is going to rub off on me. And that's exactly how I became friends with Joey. And Joey is coming on the show today to chat about cryptocurrency, which is something that I have been having a lot of fun learning about and Manifesting the potential with cryptocurrency because I just so believe that right now is the time to invest in order to see some major, major return on investment in the next, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 plus years i saw joey tagged in something on facebook and me being the creeper that i am i clicked on it and i went to he has a facebook group for cryptocurrency and i went to his facebook group and immediately started learning so much and saw people talking about different things that like sparked interest for me and made me start paying attention so i put all of the links to joey's facebook group and everything in the show notes and you should absolutely check it out and join the group and listen to today's episode because he's so knowledgeable and just so many little nuggets and things for you to think about today. So I hope you enjoy the interview and look forward to chatting with Joey. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really excited for this conversation.
1: Likewise. I'm happy to be here, Melissa. Thanks for bringing me on
0: yeah so share a little bit about yourself how did you get into the world of crypto how have you found this passion for educating people on wealth
1: yeah um i'll start in the beginning in 2014 i was sitting with a friend in paris and we were having drinks together and it was while i was traveling right before i had started my last business and he's sharing with me this thing called bitcoin mm. and of course at the time i'm thinking coins as in like pennies things like that literally and so like <laughs> no it's all digital it's it's all like based off a contract and he's doing a horrible drunken job of explaining this to me yeah but he's like it's gonna be the future just buy a 100 bucks of it so i'm downloading coinbase inside
0: wait what year was this app. 2013. Okay. I think I think I first heard of Bitcoin in 2017 and I'm like, where do I get these coins? I was the same way. I'm like, where do I find the coins?
1: <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know how to get these. It made no sense to me, but I downloaded the app and ended up investing in Bitcoin then. Completely forgot about it until two years later yeah. when we met up again in the US. And he had reminded me that I bought it then So I did the whole password recovery, which is... Because was Coinbase the first? Coinbase was the first one that came out that was semi-legitimized.
0: Yeah, I think Coinbase was my first. I think I put like $10 in or something like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's how I wanted to do it originally. But I ended up just doing 100 And then over time, I put more money into it after I realized that this is compounding. And once I had more understanding as to what it was... Um, and it was about 2017, 2018, mm-hmm. when I sold my last business, when I started to take things like wealth more seriously, mm-hmm. because I had suddenly gotten into a place where I was making more money than I had ever dreamed of, but I had none of it saved. So I went into this like paradigm and paradox of what the fuck has happened. I hope it's okay that I cuss, by the Yes. Way. Oh, um, yes. What the hell is <laughs> happening? Where's all my money. And I started to realize I had horrible spending habits. Mm -hmm. I wasn't budgeting, I was 25 years old and really should not have been trusted with this much money at the time.
0: So you were just in full full play mode.
1: Yeah, full play mode. Like Mm -hmm. I was flying to a lot of places, traveling a lot, was flying my friends with me, like the whole shebang. Mm -hmm. And started to really get into this pitfall of spending like frivolously. Yeah. like there was no frugality with yeah. it until finally i had a conversation with someone that shared more about crypto with me but in a way that made sense mm. he had shared with me the concept of it and how it's a currency that you can transfer any currency into and you can also swap that into any other currency mm-hmm. it's the only one in the world that we can do that and one you're not charged extensive fees mm-hmm. like it's like a dollar 17.
0: yep
1: like that's a solid fee versus yeah. from the bank. If I was to send you $3,000, I'm paying 50 bucks. We're also waiting three days through Zelle, yeah. depending on your bank. And it's a hassle. Yeah. So he shares it to me in that way. And that's what kind of opened my eyes a little bit more to the concept that this is something completely new that is also not controlled by the government. And it's also not controlled by anyone.
0: No one, you're in control, right? That's, I think yeah. that's the part that's so cool is the fact that this idea of decentralized banking is that you don't need to go to Bank of America when you are the bank.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think where a lot of people kind of get confused with crypto and Bitcoin and Ethereum and all the things out there is one, how is it so stable? And two, who says that it can't just be wiped away? Yep. Well, yeah. as long as the internet is existing. Which... Yeah,
0: right. Do you believe the internet's just going to disappear tomorrow?
1: I mean, some people may.
0: I don't. <laughs>
1: but with that, no, I don't think it'll ever disappear, mm-hmm. but I think the concept of, like, .com, for instance, mm-hmm. .com is actually a censored version of the internet. Yep. The real internet, it's .onion, but we don't have access to that unless we use things like Tor.
0: Interesting.
1: So for people to think that it would go away would mean that we would basically backtrack as a society because we would have no internet, we would have no globalization, we would have no technology. That's a really sparse thing to think. So when it comes to Bitcoin, the fact that it is a contract, it's code that can never be changed. And you can also see anyone's transaction at any time. So it creates this level of transparency where currently in our banking system, I can't see your transactions. You there's can't so see so much mine. hidden. I can Yeah. Yeah. And there's also, you know, how sad is it? This concept that our parents and our parents' parents waited their entire lives to retire for something that is printed in minutes. Yeah. I think that's saddening. The yeah. fact that we wait until 45, 55, 65, 75 to retire for something that is not tied to anything of value
0: mm-hmm. like
1: if we look at our US dollar it used to be tied to the value of gold yeah. Now it's actually a note it's an IOU it's
0: what literally makes it an dollar IOU.
1: valuable yeah what makes it mm-hmm. valuable is the fact that you and I put value on it. Mm-hmm. The thing with Bitcoin its value is contingent on the amount of money that has been added to it. Yeah. No one can touch this money about except for people that own it yeah. it creates this level of safety essentially. However, it's something that's unknown. So people are kind of afraid of it because it's all digital. And when there's a lack of understanding, we're going to demonize it yeah. because it's different. It's taboo. And it's kind of moving and shaking certain areas of the world. The mm-hmm. example being Ecuador. This is Ecuador's my main type of currency. They literally bought like $18 million worth of Bitcoin and now they're using it for their population. Wow. I think the more that Bitcoin stays around and the more adoption that happens mm-hmm. from regular people, um, the more that it will continue to take over. I think it's inevitable at this point.
0: Yeah. You know, I was, when I was first looking into Bitcoin and trying to wrap my head around it, I'm a very resourceful person. So I was listening to all different youtubes and watching different documentaries and i think for me the part that threw me off the most was just not understanding terminology Mm -hmm. you know and that's very much how it was when the internet first came out Mm -hmm. none of us understood it we all thought it was weird we all thought it was crazy and now it's second nature and i personally just i believe that that's where cryptocurrency is headed of course it's confusing to all of us right now we don't necessarily understand what bitcoin means ethereum polka dot blah, blah blah all the different si- and the fact that the names are so silly doesn't help
1: <laughs> yeah i mean it's i completely agree i mean there's coins out there like dogecoin and, dogecoin I mean, there's shiba tons of others like yeah i
0: mean gosh yeah how many I mean, how many coins are there too i think that's why i was a little intimidated There's so many, right? And they're all, they continue to keep coming.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, with that, this is when it comes back to the concept of using discernment. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, apps like Coinbase, um, MetaMask, I kind of view as a third party app. I personally use MetaMask to hold funds in um, and trade inside. I I don't use Coinbase to trade.
0: Exodus? Exodus? Okay. I haven't called?
1: used that myself. I've okay. heard other people that use it. Um, I think it's similar to MetaMask.
0: Okay. Um, it's so that's like your quote party. unquote wallet, right? Is that your wallet? Yes. Okay.
1: That's my wallet.
0: So yeah, your I wallet, recommend... everybody, is like your digital holding place. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Your wallet's like your digital holding place. Um, I always recommend that people have multiple wallets and don't hold all of your money in an actual wallet like MetaMask. Yeah. Um, Because any websites that you go to that you have to connect your wallet to, like if you're buying something like an NFT or like a token from a website, Mm -hmm. you have to connect it. If that website gets hacked, they now have access to your wallet as well.
0: Mm -hmm. So they can drain your wallet, which has happened.
1: Mm Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, especially in this space where it's like the wild, wild west and you have this sense of. anonymity. Mm. That was challenging. Ooh,
0: Um, I love
1: that word. Yeah, there's good things things and there's bad things with it. So anyone that plans on holding um, extensive amounts of cryptocurrency or money, and I mean anything over like $3,000, anything you don't want to lose, get a hard wallet. And a hard wallet is this little thing. It's a little device that looks like a USB, and you basically can hold your cryptocurrency on that, and you can transfer it back to your wallet when you want to trade
0: is that also known as a ledger
1: yes a ledger is one treasures another those are the
0: names and i think that's one of the the components of cryptocurrency that i love so much unfortunately we've just seen how much control the governments have over our money, you know, looking at what's going on right now with the war in the Ukraine. And, you know, I mean, MasterCard and Visa just completely stopped working in Russia. Like, just completely yeah. stopped. So the idea of, like, yeah. having my own USB, like, that no no one can touch except for me, you know, obviously you can't lose it. I think that's the important yeah, thing with crypto cards. <laughs> With cryptocurrency, you cannot lose your chain to your, um. what do they call the password, the different words?
1: Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> your seed phrase
0: yeah C so phrase. so that was the weird thing too when i was first getting started and having like words as a password that was given to me and you can't lose those words so you know there's obviously yeah. responsibility it, but there's like a resp- 16 words there's yeah. like 16 words literally but i mean it's responsibility same with your you don't want to lose your debit card you don't want to lose your banking information same thing
1: yeah but, but safer uh, I think. I, yeah Yeah, i think it's safer as well because i think the concept that um banks hold the reins i mean they they are the one that's in control and i mean i remember when uh i was in business with my last business it was a health food company that um it was an international food company by the end of it and with that there were multiple times that we had banks shut down our bank account and they send you a check with the rest of your money and it's not like they're quick to doing this either Um, they're really quick at taking it and shutting everything down um but after having that experience compounded with a couple other things that I learned hard lessons during, and it's not like we were doing anything wrong, it was just, it did not line up with the framework that they were doing business in that mm-hmm. way. Um, and it just, there was this level of unfairness, like, who are you to tell me what I can and can't do with my money? Yeah. And that was kind of the kicker for me when I started to really open my eyes to this concept that this is a flawed system. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're paying taxes on tax and then we're charged sales tax. We're charged County tax. (sighs) We are charged tax on all of these things. And there comes a tipping point when you're erring on the side of caution, Mm -hmm. because realistically we live in a flawed system when it comes to taxes, when it comes to debt, um, And I think that there's a level of unfairness that goes along with that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's kind of the concept that we're given this social when we're born, Mm -hmm. which constitutes the debt that we're able to hold on to. Wow. When if someone was to shift shift the dialogue and actually become sovereign, because you can remove your social. That means you remove yourself as an entity and you actually become an individual instead.
0: Interesting. I didn't know that.
1: You can do that. And I actually have a couple of friends that are doing that currently, but when you become a sovereign individual, obviously there's certain things you can't do, but you operate as an individual when you have a social, although you're an individual, you're a human, you operate as entity Mm -hmm. and that's why they're able to send you to collections to keep debt on like your social, because that is basically your calling card that says you are you and we can give you debt because your parents agreed the second they signed your birth certificate <laughs> that you will pay any debt under this number. That's oh the, for it.
0: That like, so the common eye-opening. law That is so eye-opening.
1: Yeah. And I mean, if you go back in history in 1933, the U.S. filed bankruptcy. And that was when we were sold to other countries. Like you can look this up. Anyone that listens to this, you can look up the bankruptcy of 1933. We're owned by other countries. Russia being one of them. Ooh, and with that, that was when our dollar wasn't tied to gold anymore. Because this is right after the gold rush.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: now it's an IOU. The debt isn't going anywhere. No. Realistically, trillions of it's dollars building of if can't anything, go anywhere.
0: Right?
1: Yeah. And I mean, the value of our dollar is going down year over year. Currently, we're at 6%. So to put this into perspective for people, if you make $100,000 this year, and you don't get a six percent increase; you're actually making six percent less. Ugh. So you got a pay deduction. That's just the truth. And if anything, right if now.
0: anything, you're probably working harder.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you're working harder. More doing tasks. The
0: same more. Yeah. 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 So with so, that,
1: like, it's not tied to anything. Tying that back to Bitcoin, this is tied to the value from the liquidity that is put into it. value goes up when more money is added whether it's a yen whether it's a peso whether it's a u.s dollar any currency Mm -hmm. can come in and buy it and i think that the ability for people to protect themselves financially has never been more available Mm -hmm. but right now it's demonized by media it's demonized by banks Mm -hmm. when if you actually look and financial advisors
0: I think yeah. the first time I reached out to Joey, I was like, "Hey, are you a are you a Bitcoin financial advisor?" I think that's the first message yeah. I sent you, because <laughs> that's what I'm like. You know, a regular financial uh, financial advisor is so accustomed to just the stock market, and this is a little different. It is, and your typical financial advisor might not be supportive, but you've mm. got to use your own judgment here. And yeah. to me, it's just so clear that this is the future. You know, it's Mm -hmm. so clear to me. And that's why personally I want to be sharing on it because I think it's just so smart to, like Joey said before, don't take all of your money and necessarily put it into Bitcoin or cryptocurrency, you know, but could you be putting a small amount into it now? Like, do you consider this still to be like the early adopter phase?
1: That's a good question. Mm. Um, I would say yes. I would say, yes, if someone had the ability to put ten dollars in Bitcoin. I actually just did this with a friend over this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, she was hanging out with me and she was like, man, I should have bought Bitcoin back in 2014. I
0: think a yeah. lot of people are having regret. And I always tell people just brush that to the side, like don't even go there. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I, I, I agree. And I think it's because people get this paranoia. Of, mm-hmm. "Man, had I bought then, I would have been a millionaire now. Yes, you would have, but who's to say you would not have sold when it hit a hundred thousand dollars? Who would say you wouldn't have sold when it hit two hundred thousand? Do you really think you would have lasted to it to hit a million?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Like, think about it. Mm -hmm. Like, most Mm -hmm. people would probably sell when it hits a hundred thousand. If you put ten dollars in and it went to a hundred thousand, most people are going to sell. That's a hell of a
0: profit. Yeah, (laughs) yeah,
1: because you're just like, oh, I just a thousand next. Versus if you waited two more years, it would have been a million, and then. I think someone would feel worse Mm -hmm. if you got 100,000, knowing that it could have been millions Mm -hmm. and you sold. So I like to put that in a perspective for people because when they get the paranoia, it's when they start to get down on themselves and then they don't buy in. Um, But I think if someone has the ability to buy in with at least $10, they should buy into Bitcoin and they should buy into Ethereum because those are the two main titans right now. There's also Solana. but I would specifically mention those. This is not financial advice. And I'll touch on that, on why people say that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, After I shared this concept of Bitcoin, currently there's supply shock, which means there's a limited amount of Bitcoin. So eventually, probably two to three years from now, it'll all be mined, which means you can't buy anymore, which -hmm. means the people that hold it, it doesn't matter what the price is. It won't matter if, it's 40K because if you have it and there's none left, you set the price to what you want. So I think it's a great time to buy in because it's still available. Mm -hmm. When supply shock happens, we saw what happened when uh, gold was limited. When we were out of gold, the price skyrocketed because suddenly as humans, we want something that we can't have. Of course. (laughs) And that's just human nature. So we're trying to help you
0: all not have FOMO down the road. That's what we're trying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think it's still early. And I think if someone has the opportunity to do it, that they totally should do it. But obviously don't put money in that you're not willing to lose.
0: Yeah.
1: And I mean that in all sincerity, um, there's a huge opportunity, but huge opportunity also brings huge um, downsize and yeah. downscale with it.
0: And Um, I think things can go
1: up and down very abruptly. That's
0: exactly what I was going to say. I think what's so different about Mm -hmm. about the cryptocurrency world is it's going to ebb and flow a lot. There's Mm -hmm. going to be major downs and there's going to be major ups. And it's like that's what it's going to be like for the next few years. So if you invest in it now and then you're going to be all sad when there's a down, it's just it's maybe you shouldn't invest then, you know?
1: Yeah. And that's like the second rule that I follow. I use two rules one is use discernment. And the second is remove your emotion from it. Like, and I know it's easier said than done, but if you are the type of person that is a feeler, is an empath, is an emotional being.
0: Probably quite a few people listening right now. Yes. Yeah,
1: (laughs) probably. That's probably a lot of your audience, but with that, um, it's really disconnecting from your mind and understanding that this is an opportunity for money to work for you long not term, against you.
0: Right. Long-term. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And by you intervening, you're actually playing against it. Yeah. Um, so I've seen people that they'll invest money and they'll sit there and they'll open up the app like every other day, every day, hour after hour
0: that was and me when i first unhelpful. invested <laughs> right, right when yeah. i first invested there was a major up so i'll tell you i was feeling high on life because i saw all this new money coming in and that was awesome but then there obviously was a pullback you know mm-hmm. so that's that's what yeah. we're trying to warn and you of here that's just it's it just is what it is that's how it's going to be
1: yeah and that's naturally i mean anything always go down and that's just physics that's just the law of physics what goes up must come down and vice versa yeah and i think when it comes to investing if someone is brand new um use things that are safe Mm -hmm. obviously um, do your own research always 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 um even the people that are in our mastermind i share with them and i tell them do your own research with this just so you understand the full spectrum of it Um, I think one of the most triggering messages I get from people is what should I invest in? Like, what should I put my money into? I think it's a very poor choice to trust someone on the internet, or even if someone knows me of me telling you where to put your money. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lack of trust with that person on themselves because it comes with the lack of knowledge. So doing your own research will get you further than anything else. And then finding individuals that you actually can trust, individuals that have done it, that have taken major losses, have taken major losses throughout this process, and learning and understanding that it's going to go up, it's going to go down. This is a long term play. And I mean, long term in the sense of five to 10 years, this isn't something that you just do for a couple months, you yeah. cash out and you're a millionaire. Yeah, That happens for some people, but they take huge risks. Like there's guys and girls that did that on Dogecoin where they put $10,000 in and they made 15 million. And that is a very, very rare occurrence. Mm-hmm. And I think those are the only stories that get glorified.
0: And that's, you know, I always talk so much about intention and you've got to pay attention to what your intention here is, you know, my intention is to put money into this and then hold it for the long-term, you know, this is, this is more about longevity for me. This is not like get rich tomorrow,
1: you know? Absolutely.
0: So I think the intention behind the reason why you're investing is something that you want to sit with before you make the decision.
1: Yeah, and I, I absolutely agree. And to add on to that, having multiple uh, buckets that yeah. you're putting in that create wealth. Yes. Um, I have this process where you have one bucket, like one tier, and these are tiers that make you income. The next bucket are assets that will make you money. And then you have the moat that will create money over time.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: This is like
0: a nice visual. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: This is like sources of income, the job you have things that you sell a business you have. And then you put that into assets, homes, cryptocurrency, um, high interest gaining platforms, Mm -hmm. like DeFi stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then down here, this is the one that not many people talk about because when it comes to wealth, it's all about utilizing the money that you have. Mm -hmm. So this moat, This is like insurance policies, whole life policies, things like that that compound over time. Mm -hmm. So what not a lot of people realize is with whole life policies specifically, if you go into it and normally they charge you like a couple hundred dollars a month, depending on how healthy you are, Mm -hmm. and it's literally leveraged on you dying. Hmm. So if you die, your beneficiary, your family Mm -hmm. gets this money. But with whole life, if you come in and you front load it, like you put in $5,000 in the beginning, 10000 20000 whatever amount, you can actually take out a high interest loan against the whole guess, life policy oh. and you pay yourself the interest. So it's like having your own personal bank. And then you take that and you buy another asset.
0: Oh, so cool.
1: So you're literally making money on your interest. Your money is now a loan that you leveraged against yourself. And you're using that to buy another asset.
0: This is what we call working smarter, not harder. Yeah, yes. absolutely.
1: Wow. This is playing the game the way the game is meant to be played.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And there's so many ways that you can pull levers if you understand how to play the game. Mm-hmm. And this goes back to the tax system. The tax system is designed to keep people in a rat race. Mm-hmm and that rat race only serves the people that are at the top because yeah, believe it or I'm not I'm like
0: how many people are feeling that I'm sure yeah
1: and believe it or not when you get to a certain tax level and it's income based you are taxed entirely differently mm-hmm. meaning you have more relief there so the middle class are the ones that are getting taxed heavily on everything and it's simply coming back to a lack of information yeah um, so anyone that hears this if you guys just want to look up some research around this, I'd start with the bankruptcy of 1933 and then take a look at whole life policies.
0: Whole um, life policies.
1: yeah, and not many people look at those um, because we hear about them, but we don't really conceptualize them. Like mm-hmm. the idea the idea of leveraging our death doesn't feel good. Mm-mm. But at the same time, I, I would like to know that my family is taken care of after I go on. Um,
0: Absolutely. And also it's
1: a nice way to create another wealth bucket. I mean, you literally can use that to buy another asset because not a lot of people realize currently with where the housing market is, with us being in a quote unquote war, um, although inflation is high, the housing market is still booming. So if someone has the opportunity, I mean, you could go 3% down on a home, $300,000 home, that's $3,000 down, and you are now a homeowner. Yeah. Like this, just understanding the way the game is played. Will liberate people. But we just get stuck in the rat race. We pay taxes. And I think it's a sad world that we live in because poverty is the highest it's ever been. Mm-hmm. And Bitcoin creates an option for people to take full ownership over their income and not rely on a bank that's going to charge you to use their bank and then charge you to withdraw money and then charge you to send money. <laughs> yeah, they you forever. So I'm
0: like these days, you're paying just to have a bank account. Yeah. Period.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And realistically, if you go into a bank and you try to withdraw up to $10,000, they cannot give that money to you. No. They don't have that cash available. They don't have that liquidity available. They're using other people's money to trade on their own. And...
0: Yeah, how That's long enough. is that going to last for? Like, the, it, it's just so clear. You know, I'm off, I'm pretty woo woo, and so is most of the listeners. But looking at astrology too, like this is the time when a lot of our systems are crashing down. And to me, our banking system is one that I don't think is going to stay strong for much longer. And something like Bitcoin is what's coming. Yeah,
1: the future. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think the more that people are open to different things. and change, um, the more liberated they'll be in the future. Like I've even had this conversation with my mom and my mom is in the mortgage industry and she's big on finances and uh, she's had an interesting journey. I mean, she raised me on her own and there was a time uh, when I remember her saying to me, Joseph, we can either drive myself to work and you to school tomorrow, or we can get dinner tonight. And Mm -hmm. so she's always had this lens of Mm. viewing money in a certain way. And I took that on as well. And my childhood wound was my scarcity wound with money. Mm -hmm. And that was why I was so comfortable spending money. And anytime I had less money, I was able to make money really quickly, but I wasn't good at saving it. And so with that, a lot of people may resonate with that. And if that's you, um, Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, this creates the opportunity for you to really shift those things and really just take full ownership over your finances because banks are holding your money. Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of hindering as well.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, that last piece is so powerful, so powerful because this is this is so much of our wounding as well, you know, Mm -hmm. and how can we heal from that? And doing things to be able to serve ourselves for our future, I think is an incredibly way, incredible way to feel some of that safety again. You know, so if you were advising someone who's like brand new, they've never done any type of investment, not even in the stock market, you know, what is a safe way to just start getting into some type of action?
1: Uh, A safe way would Mm. be um, I would download Coinbase although I will preface that and say I don't personally use coinbase how do you feel about
0: crypto.com
1: I I don't use crypto.com specifically Mm -hmm. I own a lot of stock in it because Mm -hmm. before uh they bought Staples Center um I was reading a lot of articles and uh there was chatter about them buying Staples Center so Mm -hmm. I own stock in it but I don't use crypto.com um I don't have anything against it I mean it's one of It's one of the head honchos in the space. So Mm -hmm. I would put crypto.com next to Coinbase. Mm -hmm. But because of Coinbase's ability to process the transactions faster, Mm -hmm. I've heard of payments getting held through crypto.com. But that also happens on Coinbase. But if you're a beginner, I would recommend starting with Coinbase, using that to buy in um, if you're buying Bitcoin or Ethereum because it's safer. Um, And then from there, I would honestly... I would do a little bit of research i would mm-hmm. understand like what bitcoin actually is what blockchain is um understanding there's what really bo-
0: incredible documentaries on netflix now like there's i mean there's if you type it into youtube there's going to be so many i love like altcoin daily there's like a bunch of different resources
1: yeah and that wasn't around years and years ago yeah. like that stuff wasn't there so you were just kind of taking things at face value you would be on reddit not trusting the person (laughs) whose name is some random numbers. Um, But now there's opportunity. So, I mean, if you do some research and understand what blockchain is, Mm -hmm. I think before someone dives completely in, having a firm understanding of how this actually works Mm -hmm. and why it's different than the bank system is crucial.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, that's why I love following people like Joey. Like You guys should definitely follow him on on, um, Facebook. Are you mainly on Facebook?
1: Yeah, I actually don't do Instagram.
0: Yeah, I'll put your Facebook in the show notes so people can follow you. But that's why, you know, I just love following people who are in this world because, mm-hmm. you know, just just being surrounded by more people that are in this world, you're bound to be learning. You know, I don't necessarily understand everything that I hear when I listen to documentaries or I listen to YouTube videos. A lot of it goes way over my head. But how else am I going to learn? That's yeah. kind of the way that I look at it. Yeah,
1: absolutely, and I think just putting yourself out there and hearing these things, it normalizes the lingo.
0: Yeah,
1: and to be completely honest, some of the lingo that's used, it sounds pretty ridiculous. It does when, hear it, when I'm like just call it, what it <laughs> Someone is. Someone
0: was telling me about pancake swap the other day. I'm like, what?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a pancake swap. There's a poo coin. Like, there's all of these things that are random and. I mean it just goes to show people will make anything and as humans we will use it if we see value in it
0: yeah exactly yeah you know another question that i had recently someone was asking me about like how to get started it is a misconception but on places like coinbase or crypto.com or what you know the source that you use you do actually use your debit card to purchase
1: yeah yeah i have mine connected to my bank account. That's another part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you get really deep into this, um, I don't recommend trading with your actual bank account. I would recommend setting up a trust or a nonprofit account. Reason mm-hmm. being, if you have it set up as a trust, your assets can grow tax free.
0: Mm-hmm. All kinds a lot of little of shortcuts. There's a lot of layers yeah. to this, there's yeah. a lot of layers to everything, right? Yeah. God, and I mean, but
1: you can do it as like an LLC, S Corp in those ways as well um because i just look at it from a business standpoint because a business is taxed differently than an individual Absolutely. i'm actually going to be taxed much more than a business and if shit hits the fan i can just bankrupt the business and yeah. take that onto my shoulders
0: ah super smart yeah so you know even just even if you want to kind of look at your budget and if if you want to start with ten dollars a month right now or whatever you know i just i so think that down the road you're going to be really happy with yourself that you took took a leap out of your comfort zone and tried something new that maybe you didn't necessarily know about i can tell you i mean i started um, investing last year and I can't believe the return on my investment, even in a little bit of a pullback right now. You know? yeah. So it's kind of why I want to share this information because I think it's, it's powerful for the future to even start with a little bit right now. You, know, you don't need to put big money into this, but I yeah. think you'll thank yourself.
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think if you have the ability to do it, um, I would rather know that I did it and have it go sour than not do it and feel guilty. And mm-hmm
0: hmm Yeah. Right. For real. Yeah. So yeah. What is, is there any other question that you feel like you get most frequently from someone that is mm-hmm. contacting you wanting to know more information?
1: Um, we covered how to get started. Um, I get asked about NFTs a lot. I and, was
0: going to say, I feel like that's a whole nother podcast episode. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
1: NFTs. Yeah. Yeah, help kind of. I'll like. Summarize. I'm like, how do
0: you briefly explain? I'm excited to hear yeah, this. How so do you briefly explain an NFT?
1: An NFT is a non-fungible token. Bitcoin and Ethereum is fungible because you can sell it at any time. Price goes down, oh shit, sell. Price yeah. goes up, oh yeah, sell, um, mm-hmm. or hold at that time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, an NFT is non-fungible, which means if the price drops price drops. You can't just sell it and it's sold. You have to wait for someone to buy it. So it's non-fungible. That's a key detail. An NFT is tied to Ethereum most of the time. It's also tied to other things, but a majority of them use Ethereum. So the cost of Ethereum is going to affect the cost of the NFT. Hmm. Um, Most NFT projects that are out there right now will not last over the next three months. Hmm because they either don't have the community backing or they don't have the authority um because people like nike adidas mm-hmm. uh, tons of rappers are getting into the space they're all
0: yeah. learning about it now yeah yeah
1: and they're partnering with people that have done it like we've developed nfts in the past where i've written the contract code for them and we've launched them and we've done well but we also know that those nfts aren't going anywhere like it's mm-hmm. not going to be a brand in the long term mm-hmm. it's only going to be a short-term thing that's tied To some type of philanthropic mission like we did one where anytime anyone bought into the nft we donated 15 percent to the charity that they chose in the end so the community got to choose the charity and we transparently shared everything like every transaction that happened which isn't something that everyone does Um, with nfts you are buying something that is a unique image that you are now the licensed owner of which means you can do anything with it you can fucking paint it on a wall put on a have, t-shirt um, yeah <laughs> yeah
0: because <laughs> yeah. you own the image
1: yeah and with that if the price goes up you can sell at that price if it goes down unfortunately you lost some money
0: so how um, is the price going up and down there just on desirability or
1: um there's a lot to that there's ways that you can track and check the rarity of it which ah, is the way a lot of people yeah. do it yeah. um some people do influencer campaigns, mm-hmm. um, others build out a dense community. And if they have 100,000 people in Discord and they're selling 5,000, those metrics there look yep. really nice. Yeah. Um, so the price is contingent on the audience buying into it. Um, mm-hmm. Most of the time it's through marketing, sometimes it's through influencers, other times it just takes off because the universe wanted it to take off. Yeah. Um, I've seen projects with absolutely zero opportunity take off and usually it's a group of people that do it um, because it's really easy to create a dynamic in nfts of spiking the price yourself um, we've done that on projects where we've gone in I've bought the 30 lowest price of them mm. which now brings the price up by400 dollars interesting and now people perceive that as the price is going up they come in they start buying and now we start selling slowly selling Wow. Them. Because if you have the little bit of money and you can actually make it have the perceived value, we've actually had projects go up by like $1,200 from doing that when our intention was just to buy in, to sway it a little bit and then sell off. And it it can just as easily go down.
0: This sounds like a hell of a hobby if anyone's got some spare time.
1: Yeah, I mean, I enjoy a lot of my time doing that because I'm really intrigued by art and I follow certain artists Yeah, and it's just an interesting space that will be a huge part of the future for real estate, without a doubt.
0: Real estate, art, MP3, audio, right? Audio as well.
1: Yeah, you can tie and integrate anything into it. And I think that's what's making the space so invaluable is you have people Like, uh, what rapper was it? It was some rapper, some old rapper. And he ended up launching an NFT that had his new album attached to it. He sold it for (laughs) a dollar. Sold 10,000 of them. And then those people that bought them, resold them. And you can write in the contract that when someone resells it, you make 10% each time.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: And like, so people are creating passive income, front end income and back end income from this and wow there's just immense opportunity once you get to the understanding of it nfts would be a huge conversation yeah a huge conversation in
0: especially because you know also it's all in ethereum yeah. which is also you know hard to wrap the mind around for some people and you know just going back to detail there's bitcoin bitcoin was the original and then anything else is an altcoin right alternative yeah. to bitcoin Is that essentially? Yeah,
1: yeah, essentially, yes. Bitcoin was the first one. Some others came after. And then Ethereum was the one that kind of took the spot as the second. Mm -hmm. Um, The three main ones are Bitcoin, Ethereum and Binance.
0: Binance, Binance. That's the third one. I wasn't sure what the third one is. Yeah. So this is a whole new world, everybody. (laughs) You know, it's a whole new world. And you can either look at it as overwhelming and daunting or you can choose to find excitement. And that's what I've chose to do. I I find it exciting and um, gives me more options. And yeah, the energy in which you look at it, I think is really important.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's an, an exciting space. And if someone could help themselves today, um, just put $10 in Bitcoin five years mm-hmm. from now, you may thank yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. You absolutely may think, especially if you put $10 every few weeks, you may really thank yourself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Joey, where can everyone connect with you? And um, I know you have a really awesome Inner Circle offer, so I would love for you to share about that.
1: Yeah, um, anyone that wants to find me, um, I'm in a phase of not really doing social media that much, so all I have is Facebook.
0: Good for you. Uh,
1: you could find me on Twitter, putting out troll posts and tweeting at people. <laughs> Um, But we can connect on Facebook under Joey Wilder. Um, If someone wanted to learn more, I would recommend they join the Facebook group. Um, There's a lot of free information there. And if they wanted more I'm hanging
0: out in the Facebook group. I've learned a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah, we have a lot going on in there. And there's a lot we'll be doing over the coming months in there specifically for the community. Um, But if anyone wants to learn more, about some of this and really get an in-depth understanding we have an option for people to join the inner circle mastermind which is all around finance wealth and really how to put these things in place Mm. so it's not only cryptocurrency it's common law tax law and really how you make money work for you so it's not about how much money you have it's about how you use the money that you have
0: beautiful Oh, thank you so much. And I'll make sure to take those links and put them in the show notes. So anyone listening can scroll down there and that's where they'll be. Thank you so much for your time and your knowledge and just sharing all of that. Really exciting to be able to share this. You know, I think this is going to be a gift for so many people in the upcoming years.
1: Yeah, likewise. It was fun to be here and exciting to finally connect and meet you. And I had a lot of fun. Thanks for having me on.